Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on iWorkFram, click on the iWorkFram Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the iWorkFram Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's iWorkForHim.com, iWork, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. Super big thanks go out to Jose Cruz and his whole team today that will be engineering the show and keeping us on the air today and taking your calls a little later on when we give away couple of copies of Halftime. Hey, over the weekend, several people joined the I Work For Him Nation. Have you? Have you made that commitment to start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day? Have you made the commitment to start serving those that you work alongside each and every day? Have you made the commitment to befriend those that you work with so that you have an opportunity to, to just be an example of Jesus to them outside of the workplace when you have a chance to be real and transparent? Are you looking for opportunities to pray with people when you notice that they're down when they come in the office? All along, we ask members of the I Work For Him Nation to set the standard for excellence in their workplace, to be the best, the brightest, the greatest example of an employee in your position in your company. That's what it means to join the I Work For Him Nation. Consider joining today. Go out to iWorkForHim.com, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag, and join today and join hundreds across the nation that are pray of people who are praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. You know, around Tampa Bay, there's like 3 million people, maybe a little bit more. But the 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 bottom line is of those 3 to 4 million people, 60, 70, 80% of them never go to church. But on Monday morning, they go to work. So it's so important that we recognize that our workplace, it's our mission field. And in that mission field, you, me, we may be the only Jesus our coworkers and employees will ever meet. But it does take a paradigm shift in our minds. Romans 12, 2 says this, Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And I don't know about you, but every day the Lord has to do a lot of work on transforming the way I think. I get so stuck in my old ways. I get so stuck and I, you know, I don't know what it is, but I step, I make two steps forward and sometimes I get two or three steps backwards and Lord, let's just start all over again tomorrow. And, and but that's the good news. The good news is our heavenly father is in the process of restoring us. And it's a process we all want to be involved in. You know, and, and as part of the restoration process that God has done in my life over the last 13 years, there's one book that was at the turning point. And there's one organization that was at the turning point of that. And many of you have heard me talk about it, but the organization is Halftime. And we've got the privilege today of bringing on one of my favorite Halftime guests, Rhonda Kelbeck. Next to the president and CEO, Dean Niewolny, 
Rhonda Kelbeck, my favorite halftime guest, and she's bringing on with her today, right after the first segment, Claudia Cantrell. And she is, Claudia's going to talk about the experience for her going through the halftime experience. But Rhonda, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thanks for coming on. Welcome. It's my pleasure. You're one of my favorite people, too. <laughs> I can't wait till we actually get to meet face-to-face in December at the upcoming Couples Weekend, Halftime Couples Weekend. I'm excited about that. Oh, it is It is the highlight of the year. Last year, that program sold out. So God is definitely doing something with programs in our country for getting them involved in what he wants them to do. It's exciting stuff. Well, and it is exciting. What halftime is doing exciting. Why don't you just start off with just talking about your life today? How is Jesus making an impact in your world today, right now? That's a great question. I was just thinking about that. You know, I get to talk to every person who's thinking about coming to the Halftime Institute, every person who's thinking about, gosh, how do I figure out what God's calling me to do next, and how do I make that happen, and how do I put all the pieces together? So I'm the one who talks to every one of those people, and in the beginning I thought, gosh, that's that's not a big part of the puzzle, and my role's really not that big. But God has showed me I'm a caretaker of people. I take care of them from the minute they come to us to the minute they go through our program and step through our uh, doors of our facilities. So God has shown me that, gosh, he, if he can use me in that way, it's endless what he can do with, with everyone. So I just, I'm just constantly amazed that God can use me, actually. Well, <laughs> well, I suppose it's true, because I'm constantly amazed that the Lord can use me, too. Huh. So the, the good news is that God can use any of us, I suppose, and, and, and but God's using you in such an amazing way. And, and, you know, up until, I don't know how many years ago, a lot of the halftime experiences I heard about were men going through the halftime experience. And when you mm-hmm. got involved in the organization two or three years ago, how many years? Is it two or, is it two or three? Two and a half. Okay, so when you got involved, they're like, okay, good, because I got, you know, most, the majority of my listeners, 55 to 60% of them are are, are ladies, and they need to hear, hey, this is for ladies and gentlemen, this isn't just for men, and and, and then when you guys came out with the spat of fours and you started doing the couples weekends, then I'm like, okay, this is really getting where I wanted to go, because this is, if you're going to go through your halftime experience, if you're married, you got to do it with your spouse. That halftime experience for you, what was that like? Well, for me, when I read the book Halftime, I knew that it was kind of, it was a football, it was a sports analogy for one, and it was talking about the story of Bob Buford and how he got to a point in his life where he felt God was nudging him to do something else. But even though it was male-oriented, I was like, you know, but I feel that same nudging. I feel God is saying, Rhonda, okay, if you'll take a leap of faith, there's something bigger a bigger impact I want you to do, just come with me and do it. So I did feel like it was for women, but when I came on to the program at halftime, they were running at about 10 to 12% women. Very few women came through the program. First of all, we only had male coaches, so that was one of the things that needed to change. So in the last two years, we've added three female coaches. And before we had the three female coaches, we were right about 10 to 12% women. Now, last year, it was almost 40% women. So we're realizing there are a lot of women out there that God is nudging, touching their heart and saying, hey, I want you to do something else. And so there are a lot of women who want to figure out 
what does God have next for me in the next season of my life? So really quick, give us the Reader's Digest version of your halftime story. Well, like a lot of other halftimers, it was a life event that kind of nudged me into thinking, oh, what's next for me? When both of my girls went off to college, I really kind of opened my schedule, and I got to a place where I was able to say, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'm available and ready to do it. And you know what? God took me up on that and started kind of working on my heart and getting me ready to do something significant for him. I couldn't figure out what it was that he wanted me to do. And so I finally just gave up and said, I'm going to where the professionals are and came to the Halftime Institute and the rest is history. Yes, it is. And it's awesome because you're making such a huge impact. I mean, there is any guy that thinks that an organization ministering to Christ followers that doesn't involve a woman near the top to help him understand the different dynamics <laughs> is just a guy that's just lost and needs a little direction. <laughs> and since since you've added really that perspective near the top of the halftime organization, things have really moved in a very positive, organ, uh, uh, positive direction because there are so many women. I mean, now the statistics are that there's more women in the workforce than men. So then that should say your halftime numbers very shortly are going to be more women than men if they're going to coincide with the workforce. Talk to me about you're bringing on a guest today. Why don't you introduce Claudia Cantrell? Claudia came to the Halftime Institute, and she's one of those people that you can just see from a mile away that God has a hold of her, and he is and she's excited to be right there in his clutch because she has opened herself up to saying, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to be doing it. And she just has one of those personalities that when you meet her, you go, I want what she's got. So that's Claudia Cantrell. I'll let you tell, I'll let her tell her own story about what it's meant to her, but she is an amazing woman. You, you won't forget her story. Claudia, I want to thank you for agreeing to come on the air today. And I, I, as I understand from Rhonda, you're still in the midst of your halftime program. But how did you first find out about halftime? Uh, Jim, thank you for having me on. I so appreciate that. And Rhonda, it's nice to hear your voice. Um, I found out about halftime from a friend of mine. Um, she knew that I had hit that halftime in my life. And her daughter had worked for Bob Buford 20 years ago when they were in Dallas, Texas. So she said, you need to check out Halftime. I think you need to look into that. So that's how I found out about them. Wow. So you find, I mean, it's one thing to find out about it. It's another thing to actually enroll and go, nope, that's for me. I'm going to do it. What was the deciding factor that kind of nudged you to actually going through the Halftime experience? I think you get to a point that you say, okay, I need help. Um, I was going from a, a career of 30 years as a physician assistant and had put everything into my career. And then I had waited for God to bring me uh, my husband, and he, and he did. Um, but when he did, after 30 years, I thought, I want to be a wife. I don't want to be in the career world right now. So I took like a semi-retirement. But from going 100 miles an hour to all of a sudden stopping, you hit a wall, and I hit the wall. And I thought, okay, wait a minute, who am I? Um, I think we find out who our identity really is. It's in Christ, but we can go from knowing that in our head, but it has to be a revelation in our heart. And that identity was hard for me, and I had to figure out, what am I going to do now? Who, who am I? What am I supposed to do? And because I was struggling with it, and my husband knew I was struggling with it, um, I, I found out it was just time to go, and I, I took a leap of faith and went to halftime. 
Now, spending 30 years in the medical industry as a physician's assistant, which that's a big-time responsibility job. I mean, often the, the PAs that I know work way harder than the doctors that I know. Uh, and they work really hard. They, they bear a lot of the, the weight. So, But you've learned all this. I mean, you had to go through a lot of schooling to become a physician's assistant. You, I mean, almost as much as a doctor, right? Well, almost, but but there's a, a you know they they have a lot more knowledge than we do. It's uh we do a lot a lot with them, and it's it's a wonderful career, and I've loved it. But it was just time to put my life in that particular spot on hold and go over to be the wife I really wanted to be. So uh, so that's a huge privilege, and I'd love to hear you say that because there's every. I'm so glad you've gotten the privilege to be able to be the wife you've always wanted to be, to get married, that you waited for, for the man, for God to bring a man into your life. That, that's just a great story. I wish we, had, wish we had time for that whole story. And maybe someday we'll get that whole story. Talk to me about how long ago was it that you got married, you stepped aside, you semi-retired, as you said, and, and you hit this wall. How long ago was that? We got married uh, in May of 2012, and I stopped then. And I really hit the wall immediately. Um, I, you know, it, it was wonderful being married and Mr. Dream come true. But I realized, oh yeah, yesterday I was handling all these life and death uh, decisions, and it was a. And now I'm not. Now I'm, uh, and, and I'm not taking away from the importance of being a wife in any way. But I had gone, as I said, full steam ahead. And had handled a lot of clinical decisions, a lot of very serious decisions, and all of a sudden, I wasn't. So it was, that's how I hit the wall. I didn't know who I was. And it was a, it was a very difficult time for me because I was depressed, even though I was very, very happy. When he would leave the, the house to go to work every morning, I felt guilty. I had been taking <laughs> care of myself. I had been bringing the money in. I had been taking care of everything. So all of a sudden, he's leaving saying, I'll see you later. Bye, sweetie, and kissing me goodbye. And I wanted to go out there and make the money, too. And I had to learn to be dependent on him when I've never had to do that. Um, I, I just had a difficult time trying to identify who I was and what do you want me to do. I believe that we're all born with this hole in our heart for Christ. And we're searching for him, and once we find him, it's wonderful, but we have that passion that Christ gives us to work for his kingdom, and I think everyone has that. It's just a matter of digging out that passion, and that's what Halftime does. They do an amazing job with that, and they're able to pull from what we say and the experiences we've had to try to, to, try to go straight into that passion and help us work through the kingdom of God for the for the remainder of our halftime. And halftime, let me mention this, halftime to me is not hitting 55 or 60. You can get halftime when you're 40. You can hit halftime when you're 35 and say, this isn't right. Something's not right. That God doesn't want me doing this anymore, but what does he want for me? I don't think it's always when you retire or when you're right, ready, you know, getting ready to retire. I think it's going to happen at any time when God says, I've got more for you. Oh, I love that. But yeah, no, it, for me, halftime was 37. So I, I totally get that. I mean, I, I totally get it. So you, you, you hit this wall, as you mentioned, you're a little depressed. You're struggling with, wow, what's my purpose in life? What is my identity? Because I, I, I've walked away from everything that I've done for 30 years. Right. And, and you reach out. When did you reach out to halftime? I mean, how long did you struggle along going to church trying to figure out what am I doing before you said, wow, I really need to start investing in halftime? didn't find out about halftime immediately. Um, it was probably within, probably after two years, really, that we're going on four years now. So about two years into it, I found out about halftime. 
And I spoke with my husband about it. I talked to Rhonda about it. And just based on circumstances, I ended up at halftime last October when she happened to call me. And I shouldn't say happened because I don't believe it happened. I think it's got uh, orchestrated. She called me and said, I've got a, a, a place in our class for October. Would you like to come? And I thought, absolutely. So I just grabbed a plane flight and went straight to halftime. But it was a good two years before I really knew who they were and, and had been introduced to them. Really quick before we head to the break, do you feel like in those three years leading up to you going to the halftime experience, had you found a place of contentment in your struggle before you no. actually went to halftime? No. No, I, I didn't. I prayed all the time. I, you know, I have my close personal relationship with the Lord, but I really had not found contentment because I kept living in a guilt. Um, and I found out that the coaches, because they've all been through their own halftime, that they said, been there, done that. We yeah, understand. That's right. We're having a halftime conversation, another fast-moving conversation. But as any of you that have ever tuned into my show today, you know I'm passionate about this ministry. The ministry of halftime is impacting thousands of people across the nation, and it's impacted my life. And all I did was get a copy of the book. I haven't gone through the program yet, but the book changed my life. When I read the book and I got to the end, and I said, Lord... I don't want to waste any more time. I'm 37. I don't want to waste any more time pursuing success. I want to lead a life of significance, whatever that looks like, whatever it looks like. That was January 2004. I never, ever anticipated that that would lead to a radio show broadcasting in 49 states and 59 nations. But Lord, if that's what you want... That's awesome. But Marketplace Ministry, is I'm passionate about it. And I know that you listening today understand that you have a mission field. Your workplace is your mission field. And Halftime's all about helping people recognize whether they are being sent out to a different mission field or whether they're sent back to their existing mission field to make a different kind of impact. We're talking today with Rhonda Kelbeck and Claudia Cantrell. Claudia is in the middle of her, of her testimony about what halftime has looked for her. But Rhonda, a question for you. As Claudia had reached out to you, obviously, prior to October of last year, you knew of her situation. What prompted you to call Claudia and say, hey, I've got an opening? You know what? I keep a list of, well, actually, I have an entire wall in my office that's whiteboard, and so I keep a list of all the people I'm praying for, people that I know need the program or write for the program, but for just some reason, they're not here yet, so I pray about them all the time, and every day, I'm just praying, God, show me the people who need to be here. Show me the people I need to reach out to, and when we had a spot available in October, I'm looking at my wall, and it's like her name is flashing me on, and so I'm like, got to call her, and just true to God. I mean, he just never makes a mistake. It was exactly the right timing for her, and it was just perfect. I mean, God just knows who needs to be here and who doesn't. So I, I leave it up to him. So, Claudia, you fly to Texas mm-hmm. for for a weekend to uh, to go through halftime, to get started in your halftime experience, because I, I understand it's not just the weekend. It's the weekend and then a year-long w- in a mentoring relationship with, with a coach. Talk to me mm-hmm. about that that experience, that first weekend experience as you first meet Rhonda face-to-face and you are at halftime. What was it like? It's amazing. Um, I've never been surrounded with so much uh, love, acceptance. Um, It is a faith-based organization, and I was so privileged to be there. Um, They they 
are 100% um, for for Christ, and they pray through the entire weekend. Um, they really uh, want the best for you. They really want you to find your passion. The coaches were incredible. Um, Rhonda's a coach herself. I mean, it's just they are certified and professionally trained coaches that do not tell you what God's telling you to do. They never do that, and they'll tell you they'll never do that. But they actually dig deep to find out your passion and where your experiences have been in life. Um, amazingly, they had us draw, and I, I can't draw. I can draw a six-figure. Um, and so we didn't write anything pretty much the entire time. We drew. And we found out that when we drew, the things that were more important in our past seemed to go on the whiteboard. And so they were able to connect to where are the most significant things in your life based on what you draw. And then as we would tell that story and, and run that timeline from the beginning to the end and what we put in this drawing, they were able to connect to us and ask the right questions. They are trained to ask those questions, to make suggestions, but never do they tell you what God's telling you. And I really admire that. But they're solid um, in their faith. Every one of them, I was extremely impressed with them. Rhonda is amazing. Um, she is full of life and full of energy, and it's, it was fun. I had a great time also meeting other people. There, I think there were 10 in our group, uh, meeting other people who were going through the exact same thing. You're not alone. Um, it's a matter of getting down there um, and talking to them and help and letting them help you find out where that passion really is. So how exhausting that, that you said you mentioned there was 10 people in the group. Was right. that both just was that all women or is it men and women? Oh, no, it's men and women. OK, so how exhausting was that first weekend? Um, it was a little tiring <laughs> because you you find you really have to go back a lot in your life and bring out some things that actually are painful. Um, my father's death at the age of 23 definitely changed my life. There were things that were good um, changes and things that were difficult changes and trauma, traumatic type changes. So you have to go through that life experience um, from beginning to where you are now and get those significant parts. And it, it, it's tiring. It, it's draining. But it, it was great. It was a wonderful experience. Um, you know, if you go on a mission trip, it's hard doing that trip. But when you get back, would you have taken a million dollars for it? No. And therefore, I think that that is what came out of that was I was able to put a timeline down and really make goals for myself. And everyone else was able to do that from now to a year from now. Those goals can be changed. But there was a timeline that was set for me. And how do I make these particular things in my life that I think I'm passionate about passionate about, come true, and they allow you to do that. So it, it was wonderful. So when you look at the last six months, because you're coming on six months since, mm-hmm. you, since you've gone through that long weekend, mm-hmm. and, and you're working one-on-one with a coach, your coach, right. it, it just, is that on the, that coaching experience, is that on the phone or is that in face-to-face? Is, it, is, your, is the coach that you're working with in your state or not? No, okay. it's on the phone. All right, on the phone. So you're, you're working with the coach. Where you are six months later, talk to me about the, the transformation that God has done in your heart over these last six months working with this coach from halftime. Um, I'm learning a lot more about me. Uh, he has 
a way of bringing things out that I don't think about. And usually a lot of times it's from what I'm saying. He'll, he'll hear an inflection in my voice. He'll hear excitement in my voice when I tell him things that have happened or certain things that we're recalling from years ago. And he'll say, Claudia, do you hear yourself? Do you hear that excitement? And you have to stop and say, oh, you're right. I am excited about that. Oh, that does make me tick a little bit. I think that you get so um, caught up in the career that you don't think about other things in your life. So now I'm looking at a lot of different opportunities that I want to explore. Um, before I went to halftime, I was thinking about writing a book, and now it's, it's come to pass, and I'm going to see where that goes, um, see if God's really telling me to write more. Um, am I going to be speaking? Am I going to, what, what does he want for me? My husband and I are both medical and we met on a medical mission trip. So we're looking into that. Do we want to go on more medical missions? Do we want to give a couple of years, um, outside the country to missions? There's just a lot of, there's a lot more that God wants to bring out. Uh, and, and you don't know how many days you have left till the end of, of your yeah. days. And so no, to be able to run fast during all those days, it, it's fun. And when you're in your passion and when you're in your sweet spot, it's easy to do that. Oh, it is. It is. It's not work at all. Um, and when you're really committed, you know, I, I think the there's a loyalty. God will always test your loyalty. Um, and the loyalty is you, are you loyalty, are you, excuse me, are you loyal and faithful to what you know about me? Are you loyal and faithful to me? And I think that that's, that's a big difference. Um, and you have to be obedient to what he's telling you to do because when you, when he really has the best for you, and we all know that from Jeremiah, that, you know, he has the best plans for us. So when you surrender that and you're obedient to that and you sit back and relax, you don't have to know. You know, that's the part that I came to grips with is I don't have to know. You know. So I'll just follow one step at a time. And I'll do as you ask me to do, but the world's opening up. That's and right. you can't sit and just, you can't um, think about it like a, a dread. It's, it's fun. It's exciting. It's doing something different. Um, but and, for a control, but for a control freak, that gets to be a pretty <laughs> exasperating experience when you, all of a sudden you're used to controlling things. I, I'm just speaking from my right. own experience. I'm not saying you're a control right. freak, but, but are you? I, I probably. <laughs> okay, all right. So so for a control freak, and, and Rhonda, I'm guessing based on how much I know you that you've struggled with control in your life as well. Mm. So for control freaks, it is really hard to walk hand in hand with the Lord and not run ahead of him. And, and but and, and that's what to put our hands in his and say, Okay, Lord, I'll walk and I'm just gonna <laughs> I'll just trust you. But there are days that's really tough. Rhonda, before we get back to Claudia, the experience that Claudia uh expressed right before the break how it all went for her the transformational experience has been for her is that pretty typical of everybody going through the halftime experience you know jim it is typical for all of us who are kind of type a and driven we do have to finally get to a point where we say god you're in charge and we'll and i'll do anything you want me to do just tell me what that is a lot of us have a whole lot of problem with giving up control, you know, because we think maybe God's going to send us to the mission field in Africa or do something we don't want to do. But seriously, I mean, do we really think Jesus is going to call us to do something that we hate? No, he's going to call us to something he's already gifted us to do and that we're going to be passionate about. So just like Claudia, everyone who comes to our program is a little bit fearful. And fear is part of the process. When you step out in faith, it's just going to be kind of scary a little bit. 
<laughs> but her her process was exactly like everyone else's. So, Claudia, tell me, mm-hmm. uh, so far, six months into the halftime program, you've gone for your long weekend, you get it, you're getting monthly coaching sessions. What's been your favorite part so far? The weekend itself was great. I, I will go back to that um, and say that it was it was fantastic um, meeting people that are going through the same thing. I think uh, every month with my coach is is really fun. He um, makes it fun. He finds out things that, um, let's just say he pulls things out of me that I'm not planning to tell. Um, it's, it's things that um, he hears. And it's a, it's a good time when you think, well, I didn't think about that. I didn't, I didn't even explore that. Um, it, that's been a very good part of it. Um, and getting to know people that are going through the same thing, that's been, that's been a very large part in finding out things that I didn't know about myself. So just by, by him asking you good questions, right. the, the Holy Spirit's revealing stuff to you while you're answering those questions. Uh, that's true. Um, and we, we start every coaching session with prayer, and I think that's absolutely huge. Um, we ask for, for God to reveal Himself to both of us. Um, and you, you dig down into your own quiet time, too. You know, God speaks with a soft voice. He doesn't speak with a loud one. And so the closer you are to Him in your personal walk with Christ, the more you're going to hear Him. Um, and Rhonda's right. It, it can be very frightening to hear some of the things he's asking us to do to come out of our comfort zone to do some things. But um, he does have the best. And we, if he has called you to do something, he will equip you to do it. Mm. So if that was your favorite part, mm-hmm. what's been the hardest part? Waiting. <laughs> waiting. 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 What do you mean by waiting? <laughs> well, you wait expectantly. But uh, you you have to wait. Um, you have to give it time. You have to surrender and say whatever you want. Um, and sometimes that's a really difficult thing to do. Um, it's it's what you want, not what I want. It's all about you, Lord. It's not about me. What are you telling me? Um, and sometimes we can get our, our signals a little cross. But I think it's waiting. It's it's very hard to to do that. Uh, but you wait expectantly. Um, and you wait, praising him as you as you wait. But it's still a waiting period. And then when you're led to do something, then I am the things that I've brought up already. I'm too weak to do that. I'm not gifted to do the things that I've mentioned at all. Um, I'm I'm very weak for that. But that's when he's the strongest. So I just have to wait until he tells me what to do, and that's very very hard. Now, Rhonda, did you didn't have to wait very long after you went through halftime before God gave you your next step? I did. My waiting was kind of on the front end. When I finally said, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Just show me what that is. I interviewed. I checked out things for about eight months, tried to figure it out on my own. And I finally just gave up and started volunteering where I saw God working. And I did that for a year. So I had to wait for a while before I even got to have time. But once I did, it was pretty clear pretty soon that God was calling me to help other people go through this very same process. So my waiting was on the front end. Now, Claudia, you're six months into this. Mm-hmm. You, and I, I want to compliment your husband because he married a woman in a midlife crisis, or he married a woman <laughs> and threw her in a midlife crisis. So I can't wait to tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping he, yeah, he should be listening on iHeartRadio right now. He can hear it live. But yeah, I mean, so he's he's been watching you go through this, which is probably agonizing, or he may be jealous because he's going, wait a minute, my wife is finding all this stuff out. What about me? So have you guys considered coming back and doing the halftime for couples together? 
Absolutely. And that's such a great question. Um, David has watched me go through this and he's been amazed at how halftime gets you through this and how they have, they bring you to that passion. He um, is, has been an internal medicine physician for, for a long time. And he said to me about two months ago, he said, I am absolutely scared to death of my retirement. And I said, why? And he said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I said, that's halftime. That's halftime. They will get you through this, and you have to be ready for that. I don't think you can come to halftime when you hit the wall like I did and say, okay, what do you want me to do? I've hit this wall. I've gone 100 miles an hour. Now I'm going zero, and I'm not in control, and I don't know what to do. Um, you can you can come to halftime that way, but it would be nice if you came to halftime and engaged them in your process two or three years prior to your retirement, two or three years prior to what, what you see as your future after you retire, there's a lot of people that hit that and they really don't know what to do and they give up. Um, and so David and I are very seriously going through halftime actually together um, with each other. And we're, the halftime is wonderful because they uh, want you to have fun in life. They want you to get that passion, have fun, but to be together as a couple and to support each other. Um, and that's, that's what marriage is, and that's how God ordained that. And we are very much going to be in the same area. Um, he'll be supporting me in my passion, and I'll be supporting him in his passion. And some of that will be together, but absolutely, he's looking into that right now. Well, and what's really cool, and today, just those of you may be turning in, tuning in right now, we're talking with Rhonda Kelbeck from Halftime and Claudia Cantrell, who's in her Halftime and going through Halftime. And and I just asked the question, Rhonda, of Claudia, hey, are, are she and David considering going through Halftime for Couples? And there's a Halftime for Couples coming up. In December, yeah. right? The beginning of mm-hmm. December. It's like the second and third or something like that? First and second. December first and second. Okay. So because I, I, I have you signed do I have you signed me up for that yet? Because you know I'm coming. I don't care if I gotta <laughs> walk to Dallas. Martha and I are gonna be there. So December first and second. Why don't you tell people what that weekend would be like? Gosh, that is the most amazing weekend because you come as a couple and you're part of the process together. And Lloyd mm-hmm. and Linda Reed run that program along with some of our other coaches. They really help you as a couple figure out what are your strengths individually, what are your passions individually. And by day two of the event, the coaches are helping you figure out how does that mesh together? How do you go through this next phase of life together and how does it overlap and how do you have even more passion and balance and impact as a couple? So it's just the best of both worlds. And anyone who's been through the Halftime Institute can come back to the couples program at no cost. So Claudia and David are absolutely invited to come back in December as a couple. Well, that's that's cool. Now, Rhonda, not everybody gets to go. Does it get to get exposed to halftime in the same way? You've got lots of different ways for people to experience halftime. Your your lowest cost exposure at first is the exposure that I got almost well over twelve years ago. They can read the book, and they can get that on on the website halftime.org, can't they? Absolutely. In fact, Absolutely. If they call, and if they call into the studio right now, I'll give them a copy for free. 877-943-9673. Be patient with Jose, though, because we're coming up on a break. So they can go, they can get the book. 
they can go the couple's way. They can go individual halftime. Is there any other way people can experience halftime? Because this is a program, honestly, that every business person who's coming to a midlife crisis, it's like, wait, what am I supposed to do with the second half? And whatever that second half looks like, I got it early on, and some people get it a little later on. Is there any other way people can experience halftime? We do have lots of resources on our website at halftimeinstitute.org, and you can go and there's videos that you can watch. There's a small group study you can do, but the best thing is call me here at halftime. I'd love to hear your story, and I'll talk you through, and we'll figure out what's the best way for that person to to go through this process. It may be that you can do it on your own, or it may be that you need one of our coaches to help you, and we can help you figure that out. You know, Rhonda, it never ceases to amaze me, and, and and as my studio engineers will will just attest to it, we're in the middle of hearing people's testimonies as I bring on different guests from all over the country and around the world, and halftime, halftime, halftime. Yeah, I read halftime. I read halftime. Hey, I experienced halftime. Somebody went through halftime, gave me the book of halftime. Hey, I got to hear halftime. I went to halftime. You hear it all the time. In fact, you suggested a, a, another interview for a future halftime show, and I'm like, I already had her on. She went through halftime. I already know her. I mean, so, I mean, I hear... You guys are making an impact. Do you get words of affirmation back for people to remind you how what kind of an impact that you're making? Do you, do you get enough of that? Because I know that not everybody calls back and say, hey, wow, my life's never been the same. We do get feedback because all of our coaches work with me personally. I help them figure out who's going to be the, the coach for the person coming through the program. So just this morning, one of our coaches was saying, you know, this is a client I had, and at the beginning I thought, oh, my gosh, how is this going to work? And here they are in session 12, and the coach is saying, you won't believe the impact this program has had on her. And her husband is sitting there saying, you won't believe what a more joyful person my wife is, and she's brave, she's taking risks. So the coaches are coming back to me and saying, you won't believe what, what God is doing to these people's lives. So I never hear enough of that, but, man, when I do, it just makes my day. That's awesome. Claudia, as you're six months in, you haven't gotten to do your low-cost probes yet, but when you do and you get and you figure out what the Lord's telling you to do next, I want to hear. I want to hear. I want you to get in touch with me and say, okay, Jim, I got a follow-up interview for you. But tell, talk right now to the ladies listening and, and about your experience and why they should get, get involved in halftime. And you got about a minute. I would tell the ladies, whether you're single or married, professional career woman, or whether you're a wife and mom and an empty nester, you need to find out, I would encourage you to find out what your strengths are. Where's your passion? When you find that, um, and you can do that very easily through halftime, uh, you can work that passion into the kingdom of God. You can do so much. And when you do that, you have fun. It's exciting. Um, halftime is not the least bit threatening. It's not... Um, it's fun. They are wonderful to work with, but women, man or woman, should find their passion um, deep down in their heart and their strengths to, to work for the kingdom of God in their future. It's a fun experience. Um, don't let it go. Don't put God in the box. Don't limit His power. And just reach out and try to try to take hold of the future. It's up to you. It's a choice. Um, Rhonda, it's a, it's a I, I got to interrupt you, Claudia. That was our minute. I got to come back to her. Thank you so much, Claudia. I hate to interrupt people. Sure. But Rhonda, how do people get a hold of you directly? You can go to our website, halftimeinstitute.org. You can call our number that's on our website, and it will come directly to me. 
You can send me an email at Rhonda at halftime.org, and I will call you. I will get back with you. But the best way is go to the Internet and uh, to our website, and it will connect you right straight to me. Rhonda Kelbeck, Claudia Cantrell, thank you, ladies. What an amazing testimony. Thank you for sharing it, and have a fantastic day. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. All right, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, thanks for tuning in today. I'm hoping something that you heard from Claudia's heart and Rhonda's heart inspired you to go, wait a minute, I'm in that spot. I'm in that halftime spot. I need to check this out. So go out to the website, halftime.org, halftime.org, and you can experience halftime as well. And if you want to get a copy of the book, you'll just have to email me, jim at iworkforhim.com, jim at iwork, the number four, him.com. Thanks so much to Jose for a great job today. Hey, what did you learn today about how we're going to take this city for Christ? We all know that our faith impacts what we do every day, but many of us get caught up just going, well, I got to get a paycheck. So I really don't have time for this halftime stuff. Here's, here's the bottom line. Who's your provider? Is it you or is it your heavenly father? You know, at 37 years old, I read halftime and I said, Lord, I know I could be successful as an insurance agent. I know I could be successful to a certain level in my career on my own. But I don't want to waste any more time, Father. I want to lead a life of significance. What is that for you? Don't wait till you're 65 and and, and get going now. Get going then. Get going now. At whatever age you're at, find out what your sweet spot is. Find out exactly what God wants you to be doing. Find the passion that he's laid on your heart and start living that passion out in your workplace, wherever that may be. You've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. I own my own business, but ultimately, ultimately, I work for him.